Welcome to another edition of Through My Lens. I'm your host, Karen Jackson, and today is a wonderful day. I am kicking off a special series called Men Making Moves, Men Making Impacts in Lives, Families, and Communities. And we are highlighting some local Daytonians who are making a difference all over the world. And I could not be more excited to have someone that I grew up with on Cambridge. Let's give a shout out for Cambridge. Um, also a high school classmate, and he is making things happen, guys. And his name is Lyman Montgomery. He is the CEO and founder of Focus Driven Lifestyle Coaching. And thank you so much, Lyman, for being a part of this podcast. I'm so honored to have you. Karen, it is indeed my honor. It's long overdue. I think the last time we physically saw each other was when I did my first book launch, I believe at Sinclair in 2010, 2011. And um, you've just been blowing up uh, all over the place. You got a, a highly successful podcast and you're doing things, making things happen. And I'm so glad because we are from the same neighborhood. That's and right. So if anyone says that two folks from the Dayton View area, <laughs> you know, back in the day, and uh, you know, that's back in the days where you had to be at home before the porch lights culture. You know? And so I'm just glad to be here. As you mentioned, uh, Lyman Montgomery, uh, founder and president of Focus Driven Lifestyle Coaching LLC, and also creator of Live Your Focus Encounter. And what we do at Focus Driven Lifestyle is that we are a business and lifestyle coaching where we help individuals, mostly entrepreneurs and executives, to focus on three main areas. Focus on their business, their relationships, whether it be their personal family relationships or their business relationship, and also focus on having fun. One of the things that I've noticed with a lot of entrepreneurs is they're no longer having fun. Work has become work. And why it's important to understand that there are seasons that yes, we have to grind, we have to work hard, but as an entrepreneur, it should also be fun. And so it's reintroducing fun back into the workplace and understanding that when you make the main things, the main things, then everything else falls into place. So our motto, at Focus Driven Lifestyle Coaching is focus, determine your focus, priority, set priorities, because what you make a priority will lead to your success. And the third part of that, focus, prioritize, is achieve. And I have seen clients achieve tremendous success in their personal life and their business life because they incorporated those three key ingredients of determining their focus, because what you focus on, you pay attention to, and what you pay attention to, you make a priority, and what you make a priority will lead to your success. That is some awesome advice. Um, and I wanted to ask you, what inspired you, what motivated you to get into um, focus, and because clarity is everything in business yes. and in life. So talk to me, what inspired you to take this path? 
Well, going back to our old neighborhood, you know, my best friend growing up was Naaman, Naaman Oliver Wright. And I was the kid that was all over the place. You know, I stayed in trouble <laughs> because I had curiosity. And so I lived on punishment. I stayed in trouble because I had this avid love of being curious. And that curiosity led to being highly distracted, what many would call the shiny syndrome, where whenever I saw something that was shiny, I was chasing it. And that led to me missing out on some tremendous business opportunities uh, because I just didn't have a, a sense of focus. I was chasing dollars rather than chasing my passion. And I found myself with my son, Destin, was four years old, almost five. And my then wife had asked me to help plan his fifth birthday party. And I was traveling all over the country and I was so busy. And I said, well, I get to it. So about a week prior to his birthday, I called, I'm like, okay, let's plan his birthday. She was like, don't worry about it. I've already taken care, like I always do. Apparently our son wasn't a priority. Matter of fact, he doesn't even want you there at his birthday party because he knows you're going to be on your computer or on your cell phone and not paying attention to him. That troubled me. I think I'm the only dad to get disinvited from a five-year-old's uh, birthday party. But it set me in motion to try to figure out this thing called focus. And what is focus? And let me share with your audience a simple definition of focus. Focus is simply your ability to direct your attention towards something or someone. And we all have two types of focusing mechanism. One is called intentional, where we lean in and pay attention to something. The other one is unintentional focusing, where we hear something and automatically our eyes go in the direction of a flash of light or our ears go in the direction of a loud sign, sound. And so I went on this quest to understand how can I be focused and present and at the same time have healthy business relationship as well as healthy personal relationship? Because you'll find out there are people that do extremely well in business, but horrible when it comes to family because business consumes them. Then you find on the other extreme, those that love family, but they lose their job because they're on probation and as soon as little Johnny sneezes, they're running to the emergency room. And so they keep missing days. And I said, there has to be a way to meet in the middle where you can have balance, where when you're at work, you're focusing on work. And when you're at home, you're focusing on home. And when you're at play, on vacation, you're focusing on play or on your vacation. I mean, all of us have seen people, and I was guilty, at the beach with a laptop and you're not enjoying it because you're busy working. Or you have an earpiece and you're taking calls and that takes time away from your family. And so that's what motivated me was my son saying he didn't want me at his, birth at his fifth birthday party. Uh, the second thing that really pushed me and motivated me was... I wanted to be an involved parent. I didn't want to be that dis. You know, I grew up, as you know, with both mom and dad in the house. And so many black men don't have that. Uh, mm -hmm. Where, you know, my stepdad stepped up. 
I mean, uh, he's getting ready to celebrate his 80th birthday in October. I love him. He still is my mentor to this day. And, uh, and that really inspired wanted to be present because he was present, even though he worked all the time, but he made time. When I won my first speech contest at Jefferson Elementary, he was there. Mm -hmm. And so that's really my motivation, that personal experience and my dad been in my life. That is awesome. And you know, that's so important because a male presence um, um, is so important. I looked at some statistics recently, which stated that um, any possible social ill, whether it's increase in poverty, uh, increased likelihood to be incarcerated, um, women to um, likely to be abused, men likely to be mistreated, it's all uh, stemmed from the presence of a father. Yes. And, uh, and so I, I just admire what you said that, you know, the things that you went through with your son, it opens your eyes to a new way of how you had to, to live. What advice would you give other men who are struggling within that same area and how they can overcome that? Yeah, I would say two things. Number one, your kids, especially your sons, they want their dad, not the things you buy. And a lot of times men feel like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of money. You know, I can't afford to buy my kids new sneakers. Kids don't care anything about that. What kids care about is you being present for them, that you're showing up. See, it doesn't cost any money to show up at their game. It doesn't cost any money to take your son and your daughters to get a cheeseburger somewhere and to spend time with them. And oftentimes you'll find that men struggle because they don't like the mother or the mother doesn't like them. And so the child becomes a bargaining tool. And the father says, well, I don't want to deal with her mouth. You know, she got, you know, all these issues. And every time I come around, she wants to throw things up in my face. So I'm just going to stay away. That's the wrong attitude. Because what you're teaching your son is to be irresponsible. What you're teaching your daughters is that men will abandon you. Yes, you may have to endure. Yes, you may have to endure being called everything but your name. But you're there for that child. And that child will respect you. I never will forget. <laughs> we were going through a horrible divorce. And um, my ex-wife had said some very negative things. And my son looked at her and said, Mom, why you always talk about dad? He never talks about you. Don't talk about my dad like that. And I got to admit, I was like, yeah, that's it, son. But <laughs> that opened up her eyes that we had to be united. So the same way when he was five years old, he opened up my eyes by disinviting me. He opened up her eyes. I think that this time he's like nine or 10 by saying, you know, don't talk about my dad. He never talks about you. And mothers, especially if the relationship uh, went south or split, have to be careful what they say about that boy's father or the daughter's father in their presence. I've heard and I've coached women that have said, you just like your daddy. And what mm -hmm. that little boy is thinking, well, it was good enough for you to go to bed with. So what does that say about you? Your daddy ain't no good. Well, you was with him. So what does that say about you? So it's these messages 
that we say to our kids. My son has never heard me use profanity. My son has never heard me say a bad word about his mother. And he will not. And he's 18 because I was deliberate in saying, regardless of our split, that's still his mother. And he loves his mother. And I was not going to be that wedge that would come between he and his mother, regardless of what she said to me. Now we're on great speaking terms. She comes to the house uh, to visit. We get along great. But there was that period, I'll be honest with you, Karen, where it was tough. It was mm -hmm. tough to endure, but my mm -hmm. son was more important than whatever she could say about me. That's wonderful. I think that is such a powerful lesson because, you know, regardless of what, it does affect the children yes. when their parents cannot um, co-parent and, and love on each other um, in spite of their differences yes. and all of everything that's going on. So I wanted to ask you, what what is one by a piece of advice that your father gave you that you still use today? Or you said that. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, my stepdad is, is old school. Like I said, he's getting ready to be 80 years old in October. And my mom and my stepdad who raised me uh, would speak in cryptic language, such as boy, mm -hmm. If you plant seeds, you're going to get a garden. What does that mean? In other words, if you sleep around, don't be surprised when babies pop up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so one of the greatest pieces of advice that my stepdad gave me was this, Karen. He said, I don't care how many degrees you get, keep you a hustle. And what he was saying is, don't allow anyone to define your life by just going to work and putting all your eggs in one basket. And we've seen that growing up where uh, people say, well, I'm, I got a good government job only to be, you know, side, what they call it, uh, laid off, downsized, right size and outsized. Or load. <laughs> or, right, exactly. And so what he was saying, you have to be able to make your own money. And here's a man that worked construction, but also, I mean, would would cut grass, would do whatever he had to do to keep a roof over our heads and food on the table. Um, and so he kind of taught all of us that hustle, but do it legally. The legal part is very important. The very, very important, because I, I'm not against a person hustling. Because I take that same person that let's say is a dope dealer or doing whatever he or she is doing that's illegal and say, listen, the skills that it takes to move that death, whether it's drugs or what have you, apply that to your own business and you'll be successful because you have the right tools. We just need to change the product. That's all right. That's, that's great. Um, I, I, I would be remiss. I can't believe our, our, our 15 minutes. Okay. We're going to have to bring you back and do more. Okay. Cause we have way more stuff to cover. Right. It'll be um, my honor. Uh, it will be mine as well. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, we talked about growing up in the, um, ghetto as they, uh, would call it. And, um, and, and, and you mentioned about mindset. 
And I think that is so critical. And you talked about uh, not being defined by, um, you know, your limitations. Mm -hmm. um, what piece of advice would you give a young man growing up in the ghetto, wherever that is in the country, or in less, you know, fortunate situations, uh, poverty? What piece of advice would you tell them that, of course, we know it can be done. We're living proof it can Absolutely. be done. Absolutely. I, I would say this. Um, number one, where you start does not define where you end. You may not have had a choice of where you was born, whom you were born to, or the circumstances in which you found yourself growing up. But the Bible says, Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I behaved as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And what that simply means is this. There comes a point where you should want more. You should want better. And if you're looking at your situation and you're looking at the friends you're hanging around and they're not doing anything and you want better, you see, Einstein said it best. He said, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is insanity. Mm -hmm. And so if you want better, my teacher put it this way, Dr. Francine Childs at Ohio University. If you want better, do better, be better. It's really mm -hmm. that simple. If you want better, do better so you can be better. And that might mean leaving the hood. You can go back, but you may not have to stay there. I st my mama still live in the same house <laughs> since 1972. Won't move. Okay. And I still okay. go back. That's okay. And it's so important because it's important for us to to be able to go back and, and, and build our communities, but yes. also to to inspire other people, to let people know that when you stay focused, like you're talking about, and you keep God first, uh, putting God first is important. I used to say putting putting God in it, but no, he needs to be first. That, that's what he, he is expecting out of us. So uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what what's going on with you now? I know you're writing a book and you did wrote some books. So what can the audience look forward to? Oh, my goodness. We have a lot uh, uh, coming up uh, September um, the 11th of this year. Uh, I'm featured in a movie called Unmasking Hope. You can actually go to unmaskinghopethemovie.com. That will be released all across the country. It uh, tells a story of overcoming sexual abuse as a child. And it based, it's based on my first book, my first international best-selling book, Shattered Mask, Seven Masks That We Wear. We're also doing a relaunch of that book, volume two, Shattered Mask, uh, Seven Strategies to Turn, Seven Ways to Turn Tragedies into Strategies and Live a Focus-Driven Life. So that's coming out also. Uh, in August, uh, working on another book called The Morning Gift that will be out in about um, November. Uh, next year, we have our annual life conference, which is. Well, it looks like we may be having a little technical difficulty. 
Lyman looks like he is, uh, his screen is frozen, but we just want to thank him so much. As you can tell, he is a powerhouse. He has so much wisdom to um, depart to us, and we're just excited to have him a part of our special series. And so we are looking to have him back and to share some positive uh, incitement of how we can too stay focused, stay driven, and reach our dreams and goals. So until next time, I'm your host, Karen Jackson. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And this is a, we're doing a marathon of interviews. We are showing you right here in Dayton, Ohio, that we have some men that are making moves. And so I look forward until next time. God bless.